Today's episode contains some material and language that might not be suitable for everyone. Discretion is advised. Welcome to the Plum Forest Podcast, where we give you modernized versions of classical Chinese fables and short stories. Make sure to hit that like, subscribe, and even follow button. And if you're really feeling good, be sure to leave me a comment or a review, because it lets me know that you're listening, and I like that. And also, make sure you are following us on Twitter and Instagram at Plum Forest Pod so you don't miss any of our awesome updates. We are in 2021 now, and oh boy, it has already started off wild as fuck. And last week, I'm sorry, we had to take a quick break because I had some health issues, but we did it, and we're back. Don't worry. Because 2020 was so shitty, and we can only go up from here, right? Well, after last week, I don't know. I don't even know what the fuck's gonna happen. But I do hope that every single one of you is staying as safe in this weird time we find ourselves in. But luckily for you, we have an absolute gem of a story for you today. Our story today is actually one of the better known stories in modern day China. And it also comes from that wonderful collection of stories we use quite often called Strange Stories from a Chinese Studio. The original of this story is called Pen Shui and literally translates to spraying water. And with that type of title, you can guess what is about to happen in this wild story. It's funny though, when I told an old friend of mine in China that I was going to be using this story for my podcast, she told me that her mother used to use this story to get her to stay indoors and not fuck around outside. And when I heard that, it made perfect sense for a parent to do this to their kid. Hilarious. I guess this was and still is common in China with parents to get their kids to stop messing around outside. Who knows at this point though? But I don't want to spoil this story for anyone, so let's just get straight into today's story, The Back Patio. It was a beautiful warm summer in wonderful Pierre, South Dakota. What the fuck am I saying? Pierre, South Dakota? Come on. I mean, like, I've heard that it's one of the most boring places in America. In all honesty, what is in South Dakota at all? Okay, let's, let, let me take that back. The Badlands are there, and I've heard that the Badlands are gorgeous. So I take back what I said about all of South Dakota. But besides that, what else is there besides the Badlands in South Dakota? Mount Rushmore? Ha! <laughs> I heard that that's like the best 10 seconds of your life, and then after those 10 seconds, it's really fucking boring. So, yeah, that's about it, really. I actually did hear about this one food, though, in South Dakota that's pretty common there, I hear. And what they do is they, like, deep-fry steak bits or some shit like that. That actually sounds kind of good, though. I think it's called Chislick or something, but I'm not 100% sure on that, so someone please fact-check me and post it into our subreddit. You can thank Sean Cougar Melon Jordan for telling me about that one, actually, because I think he's from there. Or North Dakota? Okay, so let's get back to our story. Where where, were we? Okay, there we were. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Pierre, South Dakota. 
So one of the state senators who was born into an oil conglomerate was making his way up the ranks of South Dakotan politics. After a few years of low-level positions, specifically in Rapid City, this man, who went by the name of Layton, finally got a job in the Capitol as a state senator. And if the office has taught us anything, state senators don't do shit. Wait, 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 oh my god. Rip to the office on Netflix, by the way. Oh, so sad. But in this state senator's life, he was moving on up to the deluxe apartment on the east side of Pierre. Woof. Leighton and his family had gotten together and decided that today was going to be the day that they were going to move to the biggest of cities called Pierre. The family soon arrived and the movers were helping do a majority of the work. Leighton moved out there with not only his wife, but also his mother, as he was a good son, you know. You know, his mom was struggling out in Rapid City, so we thought he would give her a change of pace in a new place called Pierre? Again, woof. As they opened the doors of the new apartment, his lovely wife chimed in. This place is a shithole, Leighton. You really couldn't have found a worse place. Oh, it's not that bad, Vicky. With a little paint and some TLC, this place could actually be great. I mean, check out that absolutely bitchin' patio back there. Patio? What do you mean? I don't see any patio. The wife turned around the corner and was astonished with the size of the patio out in the back of their home. Holy shit. This patio is huge. Yeah, I know. Look at this. If we put a nice table over there and a barbecue over there, this patio could be amazing. Yeah, no kidding. This patio is amazing. Here, let me stand over here and cook up some hot dogs for our guests. Leighton walked over to the corner and pretended to cook some hot dogs. Yo, honey. Dogs are ready. You're such a dork, Leighton. Oh, come on. Don't forget the mustard, honey. The two of them joked, and then they proceeded to explore around this new apartment of theirs. The movers over time moved all their furniture and appliances in, and they didn't even have to lift a finger. What a way to move! That night, as Vicky was putting the bedsheets on her mattress, she said to Leighton, So, honey, how do you really feel about this place? I, if I'm being totally honest, I get a weird, eerie feeling here. I mean, amazing patio, but ever since we walked in, I just have a weird gut feeling. Oh, that's gotta be the air. You know this big city living doesn't have the clear air like it did out in Rapid City. Give it time. It will become our new home. (sighs) All right. I'll give it some time. You want to check up on your mom? Make sure her bed's all set up to sleep in? Yeah, that's a good idea. Let me go tuck her in like she used to tuck me in. Leighton then walked down the hall and walked into his mother's room. Hey, Mom, you all good to go in your new room? Yeah, I think I'm all good. 
Those movers helped me get settled here. All right, well, if you need anything, me and Vicky are just down the hall. Just holler, and we can give you a hand. Will do, honey. Sleep well. You too, Mom. Have a great night. Leighton walked out of the room and then headed back to his room to get ready for bed. And soon enough, he was in the bed laying next to his wife, who was just about to fall asleep. And after a short while, he looked over at his wife and said, Hey, baby. Quickie? You know, so we can break this new house in? In your dreams, Bert Reynolds. I'm beat, and we both know I do all the work. I'm just gonna go to sleep tonight. She turned off her bed light and pulled the covers over herself. She then smirked. Break in the new house. Get out of here, Leighton. <laughs> Leighton put his tail between his legs and also turned off his lamp and went to bed. But not five seconds later after turning off their lights, he heard his mother shriek from the other bedroom. <coughs> Leighton and Vicky both popped their heads up and Leighton got out of bed to check on his mother. Yo, what's going on, Mom? You all right? He walked in her room and saw his mother laying in bed with a look on her face as if she'd seen a ghost. Something scary happened? I heard a strange sound coming from outside the window. It was like someone was spitting water on my window. I didn't want to look. Leighton walked over to the window and moved the curtain to look down on the patio. At first, he scoped around, but he didn't see anything. But shortly after, he noticed a hunchback woman with white hair and a bun jumping around the patio area. This lady was now jumping around the same patio that he was pretending to cook hot dogs in. What the fuck is going on? Layton said to himself. Don't use that kind of language, honey. That's not proper. I know, Mom, but this shit is just super strange. The more he watched this hunchback woman prance around the patio he soon realized that she was spraying water out of her mouth like a hose. Vicky, get in here. You ain't gonna believe this shit. Leighton, language. Vicky ran into the mother's room to see Leighton staring out the window watching this woman spit water all over the patio. Uh-uh, wait. What the fuck is she doing? Is she peeing or what? I need to get a bar of soap to wash both your mouths out for this bad language. Sorry, Mom. But really, what is going on out there, Leighton? Do you have any idea? It kind of looks like she's spitting some kind of liquid out of her mouth. Good God, I hope it's not pee. They continued to watch this woman for quite some time, and she just kept spitting water all over their patio. This is, if I can just say, wild, Leighton. Call the cops or do something to get her out of here. Leighton cracked open the window and yelled out to this hunchback woman. Hey! Hey you! Get out of here! This is private property! As soon as Leighton began yelling, the hunchback woman glared straight at him as he continued to yell at her. Get 
out of here. I am calling the cops right now. Get the hell off of our property. Before he could even finish his sentence, this woman began spitting water at the window. And just as the water got through the crack of the window, all three of them indoors passed out as soon as they inhaled the vapors from this water. Leighton, Vicky, and his mother all laid there and slept through the night. The next morning came, and at sunrise, none of them woke up. As the morning got later, all three of them were still asleep on the floor. Well, Leighton and Vicky on the floor, but the mom was still in her bed. After a little longer, there was a knocking on the bedroom door, and one of the movers came in to find all three of them passed out on the floor. Well, not on the floor. You know, the mom was still in the bed. Hey, are, are you guys alright? None of them responded. God damn it. I just came here to collect the money they owe us, and now I've got to deal with a fucking triple homicide. Right when he finished his sentence, Lade made a gargling noise. Oh shit, are you alright man? The mover rushed over to help sit Leighton up and gave him a drink of his flask to try and help. Oh, so I'm I'm from the moving company to get the money you owe us for moving you guys. I came in because the door was unlocked, and then I saw all three of you pass the fuck out. Holy shit. Vicky. Mom? Leighton then went to console both his wife and mom, but they were both lifeless, and there was nothing he could do about this. As Leighton began to cry over the loss of his family members... He began telling the mover what had happened and why they were there on the floor. So I yelled at this bitch outside who then spit this water on us, and when we breathed it in, I guess we passed out and they, they, uh, you know, well, they're gone. Oh man, that sounds terrible. Uh, well, hey, here, let me call the authorities to get you some help. You want some more? The mover shook his flask and Leighton took another huge sip to help calm his nerves. Cheers, I needed that. The authorities soon arrived and no one had any idea what was going on. So Leighton proceeded to investigate the patio where this woman was seen the night before. As he wandered around, he couldn't find anything out of the ordinary until he noticed a loose tile over in the corner. Leighton stepped on it and it wobbled more than he would have expected. He lifted the tile up and noticed some white hair in a bun under the tile. Oh shit, I think that's the hair of that woman that spit at us. Leighton ran inside and grabbed a hammer and a shovel. And he quickly returned back to the patio and he began removing tiles to inspect the area underneath them. As he started digging around, he soon found a skeleton facing down and the hair on the bun was still intact to the skull. He rolled over the skeleton and the skeleton's face was still intact with hair and all. What in the blue fuck is this? Why is her face still there? Surprised by what the fuck was going on, he did what any other person would do in this situation. He took his shovel and he beat the shit out of the skeleton. I mean, I would have done the same thing too. 
After the first hit, which was a miss because, you know, his head wasn't in the right place, he cocked his shovel back at once again. He then proceeded to whack the skull of this woman, and just when he hit it, the entire skeleton turned into water and began seeping into the soil. Fuck, I need another drink. What a wild and crazy ride that was. I mean, like I said before the story, I can see exactly why parents would use this to scare their little children. Even as a grown-ass man, the original of this story creeps me the fuck out. Like, oh my god, the whole skull and the hair still on the skull. But I do love how the story just ended abruptly with the skeleton just turning into water, and, and that's what makes it kind of tough with these stories. There's no real ending, they just kind of, boop, done. I bet that most of the time the original storyteller was just over this shit and wanted to go home so they just ended it like that, like bing, bang, boom, done. Pretty ridiculous and anticlimactic, but I don't write these originals, I just redo them into these awesome modernized stories. So if you got any questions, be sure to head on over to our subreddit and ask or even answer some questions you may have. The voices today were done by four great, great, great people who did an absolute amazing job. Thank you, everyone. The voice of Layton was done by Derek. Derek has a great podcast called The Derek Duvall Show where they talk about pop culture and have amazing interviews with some great people. It's a real gutbuster. The Wife, or Vicky, was done by the fantastic Faith from the Fixuasion podcast. When I first heard of this podcast, I thought it was called Fixuasion and not Fixuasion, with a TH and not an F, and I thought that was the best name ever. But actually, the show is great, and they do fictional and improvised stories, kind of like us. The voice of the mother was done by Rebecca Adams, who is now a veteran on this podcast. Yeah, when she gave birth to this freak. Remember her? Yeah, same person. She is still doing her great podcast called Raw Truth, where she tells stories of sexual infidelity, and like I've said before, they may not be for everyone, but they are made really, really well. Quick side note, I had to add this later because recently Rebecca's husband passed away, and I want to give nothing but condolences to her and all of her family and anybody close to her. I'm so sorry that happened, Rebecca, and your husband will be in my thoughts. And the last voice of the mover was done by S. Barker from the Filled Cups Waiting to be Spilled podcast. They are also a vet on our show. Remember this? It's pretty Eagle Scout of you and your mom. Yep, same dude. And he's still telling great stories in tribute to the fantastic Ray Bradbury, who I really like, by the way. So please go check out all of these lovely people's works, and you can find all their links on our website's episode page. Make sure to follow us on all of our socials at Plum Forest Pod, and also be sure to check out our awesome stickers and postcards under the merch tab of our website at PlumForestPodcast.com. And shit, our Patreon is still there, and you should really check that out too, and maybe donate? Ooh. Be sure to tune into our next episode for another crazy story about German giants? Wait, 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 what? Did I read that correctly? 
Oh, okay. Well, guess you'll have to tune in and see what that even means. Like, I don't even know what that means. But until next time, I hope everyone can take care and stay safe. You just listened to a Where's Kellen production. Nailed it.